Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Hello, podcast family. Thank you guys so much for joining me, Janice, for today's episode. I'm so excited for tonight's episode because I have my friend Kelly Coltman on with me. You guys are going to get to hear about her, hear how we met, and hear about her awesome devotion, which is called The Table. So we're going to be talking about that. So welcome, Kelly. Hi, thank you. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Yeah, so excited to have you on here. So I love starting out um, any podcast that I do with guests by just doing like five quick fun facts about you. Oh, you perfect. For that? oh yeah, absolutely. All right. Okay. So the first one is what is your favorite vacation that you have ever been on and your dream vacation? So that one's kind of like a two in one. Oh, I'm a flutter. Um, one of my favorite vacations was uh, my honeymoon. We just went to Mexico, but it was an all inclusive. So we got to eat and, not think about it. And I vividly remember eating a lot of like Snickers and Pringles. Um, I love food and it doesn't have to be good food. It can obviously be junk food. Um, But I also had the opportunity to go on safari in Africa and that was unreal. Like that was one of those, like, it made me almost mad about at Disney because they do such a good job. I'm like, I don't want to feel like I'm at Disneyland. This is real. (laughs) But Disney does a really good job of making their... Uh, creations look very real. So yeah, I would say those are my two. And then dream right now, my dream trip would be there's these um, kind of glamping style igloos there. There's some in Norway and there's some in Alaska. The one in Alaska, you can do this like midnight dog sled tour where they set up um, like a little camp or picnic for you to go and see the Northern lights. And so that would be kind of my dream right now. Those are my little ones not little that, ones those are my big ones <laughs> yeah that's the dream I've seen on um, like advertisement advertisements for those and they look incredible so if you ever do that I will definitely be looking all over me yes no yes. come with me <laughs> yes yes yeah I love that uh okay so question two who is your favorite person from the bible besides God Holy Spirit Jesus like besides them who's your favorite person from the bible who's my favorite um there's two because apparently I can't just choose one. Um, Daniel, because come on, I think I I have this desire to be wise and attractive, and apparently Daniel was both of those as well as faithful. Um, so I'm just like he's just kind of it feels like the whole package there in Daniel, even though he was like in exile. Um, and then David. I just love because I think David is out there and wonderful. I'm like, you can lead a nation. You can also play music and run naked and praise to Jesus. So I, I just <laughs> kind of like all of that. I was just like, and he's a man after God's own heart. So if you can do all those things, I'm just like, okay, maybe I need to loosen up a bit, Janice. Maybe. <laughs> yes. Like hashtag dream boat. <laughs> Daniel. I love it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number three is what song could you listen to on repeat? Oh, 
I uh, gosh, right now um, is a Katie and uh, Brian Torwald. Is that right? Her husband. Anyways, they mm-hmm. sing um, I, like what can take my hallelujah. I actually don't know what the name of the song is, but um, I love that song and could listen to it over and over and over again. Like it makes me tempted to get a hallelujah tattoo somewhere, but I don't like needles. <laughs> So I will just tattoo it on my heart. (laughs) I love that. My sister's always like, we have to get matching tattoos. I'm like, y'all can do that. I'm good. (laughs) I don't want needles anywhere near my skin. Yes. I can barely handle a flu shot. So I'm like, no, no. that's funny. I love that song. I got to hear them in concert a few years ago. It was incredible with um, Kim Walker Smith. So good. So good. So good. So good. Question four is, what is one unrealized dream that you have? Um, I would love to write an actual book. So I've loved watching your journey of doing that. Um, I think the table is my toe into the shallow end, testing the waters. I'm like, I can create a pamphlet. <laughs> I'm like, we'll start there. Um, but I would love to write a book someday. Oh, I love that. I love that and believe that you will. Question five. Last one is if you could have a coffee date or if you're not a coffee drinker, you're obviously a foodie because you said you were a dinner date with anyone, who would you pick? Okay. So I, this is so funny. I love Will Smith and I just think he's so funny and creative and I've loved him since I was like in junior high. I have a son that is named William, and yes, it's a family name, but also maybe a little bit after Will Smith. Um, <laughs> and it's not necessarily I find him attractive. I just find him very fun and think he'd be so fun to be around. I'm like, I don't know, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I, yes. You know. In so. West Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> exactly. I mean, come on, who doesn't know that song? So I just, I think it'd be really interesting to just have some dinner or coffee with them and then actually, you know, maybe go do something crazy. I don't know. So, that would be fun. Yeah. I love that. That would be, you would have a good time for right, sure. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. So who is Kelly? Like, tell us your story. Obviously, there's a lot of angles you could take, but like in a nutshell, like who is Kelly, what's your story, your testimony, whatever you want to share with people? Absolutely. Um, Right now, I would say I am a wife to Chad. We've been married. Gosh, our anniversary is next week. I should probably do something about that. Um, (laughs) Where I think, I think we're at 13. I feel like after you get past 10, I feel like, okay, well, we'll do the big one. So we're 13 years um, I have three kids that are all elementary age. Um, I grew up in the church and I uh, love the church. Um, but my husband worked at the church, um, we go to for gosh, I think 18 years and, um, he just recently changed jobs, but not because of anything bad. It was just, you've done something for 18 years and maybe we want to see what else is out there. So, um, I, grew up knowing Jesus. My parents know Jesus. My grandparents on both sides were missionaries. Um, so there's a long legacy there. Uh, but there was also, you know, like everyone, you have to find 
your relationship with God yourself. So um, different points along the way in junior high, I remember a very vivid point of just recognizing the sacrifice and of God dying for me that became really real. Um, in high school, I feel like I had a youth pastor that taught us how to read the Bible um, for ourselves and not just want to go to youth group to play games, um, but to actually meet with Jesus and um, grow in your faith. And then college, yeah, just wrestling through like, okay, do I believe this because I grew up with it or do I believe it because I believe it? And so, um, and then again, in my thirties, you know, just really taking that, um, like the knowledge that I've had all my life um, and the foundation I got to have, and then actually got to take it from my head and um, felt like there was a, a very poignant moment what the table came out of when God became very real to my heart and relationship and not just head knowledge. So, um, and that was just a sweet time. And one of those times that I felt like, okay, like I understand that standing on a rock and that it feels firm because for a lot of it, it felt a lot like shifting sand or that waves could easily take me out. So, um, I think there's just been a journey all along the way. So, um, I like to play, that is part of my growing up. I have a mom who likes to play. She says she's on her third childhood with her grandkids. Um, so I love adventure and new experiences. I love people. Um, I have my degree in psychology because I just want to know what makes people work. And But then I also like, I have my cosmetology license. And so um, I like to make people feel good too. And so whether that's their hair or a chance to sit with them and listen to their story, I just love every bit of that. So that's kind of me in a nutshell or in a very large shell. <laughs> <laughs> I love all of that. I love, for one, I just think you're such a cool person. And mm -hmm. I love that you hit on that because like my story isn't growing up in the church. And I think a lot of times people that did grow up in the church are like, my story just doesn't matter. It's not as cool or whatever. And it's like, no, your story is your story. Own it. And I love how you hit on that. Like I had to get to a point of figuring out, like, do I actually believe this or is it just what I've, you know, grew up with and whatever, making it real for yourself and having that real relationship and kudos to your youth pastor for being serious about getting in the word and all that, that, that makes my heart happy because I did um, youth ministry for a few years and yes, and I say it all the time. I'm like, kids need more than just coloring pages and fruit snacks. Like middle school, but still yeah. like, I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's very fun. Yeah. Thanks. So I, or did you have something else you want nope, to say? Nope. I just, nope. <laughs> Okay, perfect. I just want to make sure I didn't cut you off. Yeah. So I met Kelly at a women's event in Holland, Michigan, and she was on a tour with Carrie Garcia and Hosanna Poetry. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing Kelly as the hype girl up on the stage <laughs> before the show and thinking like, I want to do that. And in a lot of ways, I am actually doing that now with um, a ministry that I started, Stirred Up Women. I love which it. A lot of what happened there inspired what I'm doing now. So thank you for that. Okay. So how did you how did you get connected with the tour and with like Carrie's ministry and what were some like tour highlights for you? Because um, I'm going to put this podcast on my podcast and then I'm also going to put it on our stirred up page. So awesome. Obviously, doing women's ministry nearly every weekend, I would love to hear kind of your tour highlights and all that. Fun. For sure. Well, definitely a highlight was meeting you. I vividly remember 
you and I don't know who you're with, but coming down and being like, I need you guys to help me out. So was super thankful for you. Um, and yeah, because being the girl sometimes, especially when you get a little some older ladies, it's hard to get them riled up. So but they showed up and I really appreciated having you in the front row because you brought it. So um, yeah, the highlight, gosh, it's so fun to go and see life change. And to see the commonalities all across the U.S. Um, and the world, but just to go and see where women, um, one, that women show up for each other is beautiful. Two, um, when women are hurting and have a place to be seen in that, gosh, the immediate um, healing that you see um, just in that beginning bit is just beautiful to watch a woman um, blossom or come awake for the first time in a long time. Um, there's nothing like it. I just, there's, it's a joy to be on the front lines to see what God does. Um, and what an honor. Um, I got connected with Carrie. I um, am very involved, like I said, in my um, home church and um Juliana, who's the director of Freedom Movement, uh, went to church with me and I was leading our mom's ministry at the time. And she's like, you should have Carrie come speak. So we had her come speak. And um, then we had her come do a tour stop with us at our church at Rock Harbor. And I got to help with the logistics aspect of it. And then I was just like, I just like you. So let's be friends. And she said, yes. So it was kind of fun. Like we just started being friends. And then a couple of years later, um, as I, my role um, transitioned from leading our mom's ministry and I had a little bit extra time, I came on staff at Freedom Movement and got to tour around with the girls and yeah, be the hype girl and um yeah, just watch women see Jesus in a new light, experience him in new ways, um, and, or be reminded of how beautiful and wonderful relationship with him is and how life-giving that is. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my connection with Carrie and the Freedom Movement team. I've been in women's ministry um, at my church for a while as well. So I love me some ladies. I love that. I love that too. It's so my heartbeat as well. So mm-hmm. and I, I love, I remember just how powerful and anointed that conference was. And trust me, I've been to a lot of women's <laughs> conferences. <laughs> kind of my thing. And now looking back, I'm like, no wonder, like I went, like I was always like the girl in my friend group who was always going to women's conferences and stuff. And I was like, I don't know, like whatever. And now I see like God has just allowed me to see so many different aspects and angles of women's events and your guys's ministry and what you're doing is so anointed and powerful mm-hmm. and I just yeah, have very fond memories of that night so yeah I love it thanks yeah yeah so you have a mini devotional which we touched on a little bit earlier um called the table which I absolutely love I bought several copies and passed them out and then those people are passing them out to more people and it's it's so good and I've had great conversations it's sparked amazing prayer times with one of my friends Hmm. and your devotional it explores psalms 23 5 which is he prepares a table in the presence of my enemies he anoints my head with oil my cup overflows and it's a creative way that offers questions of reflection to allow readers to dive deeper 
um, for themselves or with a small group. Totally stole that from your Facebook page. <laughs> so that's kind of, this is kind of the, in a nutshell what the devotional is. So can you tell us the inspiration behind the devotional and just kind of, I don't know, what like what inspired you besides the word of God, obviously, right. to write because it's such a powerful devotional. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I it definitely was birthed out of a season where I was um, transferring out of leading our women or our mom's ministry at church. My, I had babies back to back, so my kids are less than two years apart each. And so um, they were all headed into elementary school. And so I just had, I was seeing my future and time. And I was like, what is this glorious gift of time that's coming my way? And I felt like a champagne bottle being like shook up about ready to explode. Like I just felt like there was something right around the corner and I was really, really excited and anticipating what that was. And I had just come home from a trip with my mom and my aunt and was telling them all about this and that I couldn't wait to see what God was going to have for me. And I got home and there was it like I just walked through this thick blanket of depression that I had never experienced before. And that seemed to come out of nowhere because it yes, there was life transition, but there was, it was an excitement. And so it felt very confusing because it would make more sense to me if there was something that caused the depression versus just like being sad. And, um, and it like held on so tight. And so all of my normal go-tos were not working. Normally I could go for a walk and try to get endorphins going or, connect with friends, but everything just felt so scary. And I got to a point where it just felt like I'm not enough for people or I'm too much for people. And I find that very ironic that um, we have an enemy that's that good at lying that he can tell you both at the same time. (laughs) Um, And so what it did do um, was it, it brought me to a place of really asking some questions that felt scary to ask, like, um, how can I know God this long and not know that he's good? And I had some friends walking through some really challenging things and, um, and just like having to ask like, God, are you good? Like, is this your hand? Um, I had the opportunity to go and get some um, inner healing prayer, which was very transformative for me. I went and saw a therapist during that time. I talked with my husband. I talked with my girlfriends um, and just had to be really vulnerable. Like, I'm really afraid that if I need you, that you're, it will scare you and you're going to bail. Um, and so it felt very vulnerable and um, a lot of tears, a lot of journaling. And I read Psalm 23 in, and it's David, you know, one of my fan, one of the guys that I'm a fan of. And what I realized about that, and I'd read it so many times, but how personal that Psalm was to David, that God was his shepherd and David knew what that was. That was not a far off concept. That was a very personal concept to call God his shepherd. And so I was curious of like, Lord, how I want, I want you to be personal because I know that you are. Um, and so as I got to the prepared table in the presence of my enemies, um, I just didn't, I, you know, because I had read it so many times and it was so familiar, um, 
I actually didn't understand it. I'm like, why would God prepare a table in front of my enemies? And so I started to study that a little bit too during this time. And, um, and it actually, the history of it was like after a war, uh, the winner would feast in front of their enemies. And it showed like, we are no longer afraid. We're no longer fighting. We have the upper hand. There is victory. And it's very obvious whose victory it is. It's the one who's feasting in the presence because they're no longer a threat. And, um, and so I started to ask, who are my enemies? Like, I don't, I worked really hard to not have enemies. I work really hard for people to like me and I know I'm not for everyone, but that's something I do work hard for. So I'm just like, I don't really know who my enemies are. And, um, and so one morning in the shower, cause that's the time I actually get to think when not have children banging on the door. Um, this <laughs> picture just started to come to mind of what this table would look like. And it was one of those things that I got out and I started writing it down really, really fast because it felt, um, important and it felt transformative and it felt like something that would continue to grow and God would continue to speak through to me at the time. I had no intention of it for, to be for anybody else, but, um, I just, there was just something that was so outside of me. So, um, but yeah, starting to see the enemies and what God has, I feel like he walked me through this season and I got to walk through the table. Like when you read it, there's that struggle to take that bite of grace. And there's um, that struggle to be loved well by people. Uh, but then you walk through that and it starts to nourish your soul and you start to become alive. And it prepares a way for you to enjoy God's good gifts. Because that was the year that I got to go to Africa it was in the same year that I had this depression. And that was a gift. I had somebody gift that trip to me. And, um, it was one of those things that I was just like, I don't know if I would have been able to accept that gift, um, before this year, before walking through being humbled, um, being seen, seeing God's grace and mercy. Um, I think I might've been too proud to take that gift. And so even just seeing how kind God is in our, in our low, it prepares us to, um, really step more fully into his goodness, um, in ways that we might be too proud to do. So that's where it came from. And it was a rough year and the most incredible year all wrapped in one. And I know that not all stories get to wrap up in a beautiful bow within a year, but it was actually probably a 10 year process that we, that I'd been going through with God. And this was just kind of the the pinnacle of it where it got really low and really high. Um, but there was a lot beforehand that God was walking me through to prepare me for this year and for the table that he was setting for me. So. I love that. I love everything you shared. So I know like when I was on a prayer walk during quarantine, COVID, all the craziness, mm -hmm. uh, my friend and I were talking about the devotional. And I love how in the devotional, it talks about identifying our real enemies. And then like how, you know, the Bible says that we never wrestle flesh and blood, meaning people are never our enemies. So how, and I love that, like in the devotional, it talks about like depression or whatever, like the spiritual aspect, like of who our real enemy is. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think that's a big one for me is that um, it, 
it rarely is actual people. <laughs> I think our mm -hmm. enemy is very good at what he does and he he's doesn't do anything new. He just goes with what works. And so for me, um, as I sat down at the table, what sat across from me was anger and doubt and confusion, shame and significance and success also sat down. And so those were the things that were holding me captive. Um, some are generational stuff that I feel like had to get broken. And then some are just my own things that had, um, had seemed even friends, honestly, like seemed like they were talking and leading me and giving me good advice when really, um, they weren't, they were lying. And so I just, it's funny to go through that list now and even see how, um, like I would use anger to protect and cause I feel strong when I'm angry and, um, and strength feels great, but I don't want to walk around angry and, um, confusion is a big one. Cause I feel like God constantly is like, you, you know, um, you get lied to by confusion and it allows you to stay stuck because when you're confused, then, well, I just don't know what to do. And I feel like God gives the day and what to do in the day when so often I'll feel confused about the future, but that's not yet for me. So sometimes he'll give me future things, but often it's same present to where we're at. So a lot of these things are, they seem, seem good or, or not a big deal, but then it's amazing the prison that they can put you in and keep you from truly being alive. So. Yeah, that's really good. And I, I love how you personify each of those things in the devotional, which you guys have to just go get it, which will tell you how you can get it. But I love, I just love how they're personified and then you can just identify like them in your own life when you're reading it and how it has like sneakily manipulated its way into your thought life or, or, you know, which obviously then comes out in your actions and the way that you live your life. So right. it was so, yeah. so good. No, it, it really is interesting to see what we're willing to feast on and turn back to again and again. So often I want to be like, Israelites, you saw the Red Sea parted. How could you possibly doubt God? And then, it, <laughs> and then when you look back at stuff, you're like, okay, you're human and I do it too. <laughs> Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. I love how we can always do that when it's, you know, history and we see it on the other side, right. but yet we do the same things in our own Absolutely. ways. So, oh my gosh. So funny. Crazy sometimes. Right. So good. <laughs> so, so, can you let listeners know how they can get your devotional or stay connected and stay connected with you through social media? And then, would you be willing to close out our podcast in prayer? Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Um, looking at my handle right now, just to make sure I tell you correctly, <laughs> you guys, I'm so old. I feel very foolish sometimes with all the technology that I think I should be savvier at. Um, but yeah, you can find me at Kelly Coltman. Um, that's Kelly with an I no ease. My parents just wanted to make sure I always had to spell my name for people. So, yeah, so you can find me at Kelly Coltman, um, same as Facebook. And um, in my bio, you'll be able to find a link that will take you to um, to be able to um, find the table. They're five bucks. 
Um, it's just something I've printed right now. I've self-published, but, um, when I wanted to make it affordable, it's just a little pamphlet, but, um, it's been fun to walk through and, um, go through with my girlfriends, go through with my family, um, and even go back to it when I need it to be reminders of what God has done, what he has spoken, um, and, be reminded of the victory that I get to stand in and enjoy the goodness that God has. So, especially when times get hard, especially when it's hard to remember. So, um, so yeah, that's where you can find it. You'll see it in my Instagram, especially. So it's probably the best place to go and find me. Awesome. And I'll link it right in the show notes too. So you guys have it. Thank you, Kelly, for sharing about everything with your devotional and your life. It was such an encouraging episode. So yeah, well, let I me pray that. and then we'll talk to you soon, hopefully. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Awesome. Thank God, you. thank you so much for the opportunity to, um, to share what you have done. Lord, I just pray for those that are listening. Um, I pray for the opportunity to know how personal you are, to know how deeply you love people that you love that individual that's listening. God, I pray that when if there's someone that feels stuck, that know you in their head, but want to know you truly deep in their being, in their heart, in their soul. God, I pray for anything that is stuck um, to start to be released. God, I pray enemies will be identified so that they can be um, shown for what they are that you can speak truth and that your voice will be able to be deciphered between yours, what is true and an enemy's, which is a lie. God, I just pray um, blessing. I pray favor. I pray feasting and I pray for the ability to feast when we are invited to feast, that we will not sit back and think it is not for us. But Lord, I pray that we will lean in and enjoy what you have prepared. Lord, I pray for intimate times, moments um, to know you, to hear from you. Um, And Lord, thank you for how faithful you are, how personal you are, and how faithful you promise to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 